Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I am your host, John. Very happy to be here. My boy, Jay, his over there in the six. How you doing, my dog? Doing good, man. I'm doing good. We just just started quite the spectacular show, brother. We just saw a spectacular show, and we saw your boy, Wardell Curry, take home that all-star game MVP with, after a crazy performance, a 50-point, a 50-burger, Jay, a 50-burger in the all-star game, took home that MVP. So on today's episode, Jay, we're just going to talk a little bit about that. And then, my brother, you know, while we got this little quick all-star break, you know, we thought, well, why don't we give the fans a uh, a little bit of landscape on the league to let them know how we feeling about each team. So we're just going to do one positive, one negative from each team. We're not, we're not going to go crazy in depth into it. Uh, not every team has too much to talk about, but I figured it's fun. Jay It's no games for us to recap. So might as well do it, do a little something different, but you like that. Is that cool with you, my brother? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. So Jay, yes, we just seen this all-star game. Uh, team LeBron pulls off the victory. Um, LeBron keeps 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 the streak alive. Five and no now in these little selection all-star games. But I mean, Jay, let me talk to you first. Like, how, like, what were just some thoughts that you got from the game? I know the game didn't get competitive until the end, but what were just some thoughts that you had while watching it? I I I just was was I, I just bro. Steph, Stephen Curry, man, he just never ceases to amaze me, man. This guy made it so watchable for, I think, from the start to the beginning. I mean, I, I, I personally just like he's never been like a big all star guy. And I love first of all, I'll just say I love that they have each quarter like the charity um, aspect of, yeah. of the game. I think that adds like another layer to the game and makes it more competitive quarter to quarter. And then they got the total score as well. So I think that's a great addition to for the NBA to add, you know, giving that. I know they've been having that for a few years. And then the total score, I think that's a great thing because, I mean, we saw at the end of the game there, they were really hooping, you know, they're throwing doubles at Steph. It's crazy to me that they were throwing doubles at Steph when you had Giannis and LeBron on the court. Just absolutely absurd. Just shows how nuclear he went, though, as well, man. I've, I've, I've honestly never seen – I don't think anyone's ever seen a shooting display like that. But it was an exhibition game, but still, you got to have so much skill and will to do that. But, no, just in terms of that, on the other side of the ball, Joel. I mean, we've seen what he was doing. He was eating on the other side, and then, um, you know, Giannis put it in work. Just the best of the best going at it, man. I, I love seeing it. But steps to play tonight, I, I – uh, absolutely unreal jay and i was telling we were tech going back and forth during the game man but that was that was some crazy shit jay crazy, crazy. like look yeah. jay like i'm i'm talking i'm talking i'm talking we got we got my mom who don't even watch basketball mm-hmm. watching the game she's just sitting there watching on tv she's like damn he's hit the last like four or five shots mm-hmm. in a row and he's just shooting was- from deep man yeah that was mm-hmm. ridiculous i think it's also crazy because do you remember that game right before he uh, – like, I think it was, like, two games before he actually broke the record. People were like, if he makes 16 threes in this game, he'll break the record. He yeah, made 16 yeah, yeah. threes in this game, which is right. crazy, man. man. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, besides that, I mean, but there's nothing really um, nothing really else to talk about. You know, the All-Star yeah. game was was fun. You saw, saw some – what's up? What's up? Yeah, yeah, you said it. You said it. Like, it was just the best of the best. That's what I really like to see, like, on full display. I mean, even – all the stuff we even saw from Ja. I'm just saying, like, a few plays that stuck out. Like, 
you, they make it look so easy, but that stuff really is hard to do um, at the same time. I know they're not going full speed and this and that, but the stuff that they're doing, Jay, is insane, though, regardless. So, man, let, cool. let, let, let me ask you something, Jay, and this is more out of curiosity because I, I, I was talking to Junior about this. I was like, I remember at the, at the All-Star All-Star weekend as a kid, it was just more fun. Like, do you feel that, too? Like, I feel like it's just gotten kind of dry since since I was a kid. Yeah, I mean, the All-Star weekend, first of all, the dunk contest was one of the worst <laughs> dunk contests I've ever seen. I think a few, maybe a couple of years ago when Diallo won it, that, that dunk has, but this was one of the worst I've ever seen, honestly. Yeah, like, it was, was bad. might be a zero out of ten, honestly, <laughs> on the scale, but just putrid um the dunk contest was cool seeing cat cat win that but um there's a few elements i just thought the crowd last night um was pretty dead i do like the the whole tournament system they had on friday night that was cool i like that the games were um some of them were good i like the little tournament they got there but um yeah it was a little more exciting but i feel like i've dropped off but tonight it was really it was really kind of was fun. fun to watch i like I like kind of seeing um, the new scoring system and then just appreciating the skill and kind of just sitting there and marveling at all the athletic ability, even the skill of each player. I've just gotten more into that. So I think I've gotten a little, I was never an all-star guy before really as much, even when I was a kid, like I was just like, I wish they play a little harder, even though they did at that time. But now I'm definitely more of an all-star guy, I would say, um, especially after the night, man, like, <laughs> that helps seeing the display we saw tonight, especially, um from the man himself absolutely jay and then and then just just uh one last thing i want to add as far as the whole all-star weekend thing and a a a, a perspective that i really was excited to share with the fans with you and it's just crazy because i don't know if you got to watch the um i don't know if you got to watch the uh the uh, three-point shooting contest but they had the uh they had like that between each rack or between the two racks in the middle they had that do ball where it was a little bit from further and i just think it's crazy jay because like we're just looking at the elevation, the uh, elevation of the game. Like the game is really changing, dog. Like you remember, uh, I'm mean, like when Larry came into the league, like his first couple of years into the league, shooting threes were like frowned upon, right? He he was shooting threes, and he started to change the game. Reggie came to change the game. Uh, Ray came to change the game, and then Curry really put his stamp on it and just changed it forever. Like the distance, like now the distance matters. Like they added two extra shots in the three-point contest because of that. I just, I just think it's cool, man. I just wanted to just kind of like sh- uh, uh, share that, uh, share that perspective, man. And then besides that, Jay, I mean, nothing, nothing really else. Uh, back how we, back how we started the episode with, you know, uh, Curry took home that Kobe Bryant, uh, all-star game MVP award, which is shout out to him. And it was a great game, man. I mean, shout out all those players. I just can't, I can't wait to see the second half of the season. This is when it turns up. Though. Yeah. And a little bit I did was a little bit of my feels actually to add on to that to the night that they had the 75th um, all star team, the all star anniversary team announced and all the players as well as like Kobe and the players that couldn't make it. That was that was a cool and had a lot of sentimental value. The thing that they put on at a halftime show, um, you could see, obviously, I saw Chuck, you know, talking about what that meant to him. We saw Shaq earlier, saw all these guys throughout the weekend. And tonight, especially talking about how much that important that was. And I definitely um, was it was big for me, too. And you as well. I know just hoop heads alike, um, seeing all those guys talk about how much that means being on that um, being on that team, man, because they put in the work all throughout their career. And to see our heroes out there, you know, we saw AI, we saw MJ, we saw all these greats 
um, being out there. And that was a huge part of the night as well. It made me kind of more into the all-star game as well. So I forgot to add that piece. Yeah, yeah, that's big. That that, that definitely was cool. The NBA did a good job. Um, I don't know, Jake, did you watch the national anthem? I don't I don't know what that was, Jake. I don't know what that uh, was. Who was the national anthem? I, like, I saw the it was yeah, Mary. Okay. It was like Mary something. I don't know who that. It wasn't Mary J. Bly, but your dog, like she butchered it. Like it was. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, bad. Yeah. It was bad, Jay. It was bad. Oh yeah, man. No, I, I did watch that. I did watch that. I saw. I saw LeBron and smirking and laughing. LeBron smirking. Like a couple of years ago, you remember when they did uh they did Fergie dirty? Remember when they did yeah, like the All Star yeah. game? Oh man! But that was the next level. Of- that was next. He tried to do a remix yeah. to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh all right my brother well man 20 yeah 2022 all-star game wrapped up jay it was a great game um Mm -hmm. you you, so uh no no more final thoughts Mm -hmm. you want to you want to move on to this positive negative jay and one more one more thought i'll have and that's three-point contest you see another changing of the game seven footer winning the three-point contest Mm -hmm. carl anthony tam town Mm -hmm. that was crazy too to see as well just another changing of the game seeing no one, no one had predicted. I know for a fact I didn't have Carl Anthony Towns winning that, and maybe wrongfully in the wrong way. Like he's been shooting it great um, all season, and he came out there with extreme confidence, set the record. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, he did too, so by a big man setting that record. Games change, and that's all I gotta say. Let, let, real quick, I mean, we're gonna move forward, Jay. But let me ask you something. Just because Cat said like, "Oh, I'm the best three point shooting big man of all time," or whatever, mm-hmm. and then a lot of people he got some backlash for that. You know, Dirk and a lot of people kind of came back to him. What do you think this does for for that statement? You know, of winning three point contest. It, it adds to that. It adds to that resume and adds to that um, backing of that statement. It's. I don't think he's there yet, but he's that well on his way. I mean. The, winning a contest is a feather on um, three point contest is a feather on the cap. I know it's not game, it's not anything. It's just a it's just a contest that they have in the middle of the season. But if he continues on shooting and and can lead maybe the Timberwolves um, to to something this season, I don't know. He's gonna have uh, he's gonna have a say in it for sure because he's well on his way. We've never seen a seven footer win a three point contest, like I said. So. Man, shout out Cat, man. Shout out Cat, yeah. man. Most definitely, man. But all right, yeah. Jay. So, uh, so yeah, so 2022 All-Star Game, great game. Can't wait for it next year, man. But, Jay, like how we said in the beginning, uh, we're just going to give a quick little landscape of uh, all teams in the NBA. We're going to do one positive, one negative. Um, again, we don't have to go crazy in depth into this. We're just going to go in, in alphabetical order. Is that cool with you, my brother? Yes, sir. Let's let's do it, man. So the first team is the Atlanta Hawks. Jay, you want to start with your positive or negative? I'll let you you start for us. My negative just for the Hawks is they they just got to figure out who's their guys after Trey Young, whether it's going to be their scoring options, you know, who's next in line. Is is it uh, DeAndre Hunter? We know know that he likes to take charge a lot of he likes to be a scorer. Is it going to be John Collins? Um, Is it going to be Kevin Herter? They just got to figure out what's that. Who's the next man up? Who are they going to? Who's the supporting cast? Who's going to be role players? They need to have guys like on any successful team because we they, we know we saw it with the success that they had in the Eastern Conference Finals, but they've been struggling throughout this season. I think that's a lot to do with guys not knowing their role or not accepting your role. And to be a successful team, you got to accept your role, and that's what the Hawks need to figure out in the second half of the season to even make the playoffs. And we're not even talking. Playing. So that's what the Hawks need to do. 
And then the positive, Trey Young. I think he's really coming into himself. He's playing great basketball. He's building off the Eastern Conference Finals and, and what his success. And he's playing even better basketball as well, being able to get his, play, his teammates involved as well. But he needs to rub that off and get his teammates to do that. And then they'll be successful. So, um, but that's a positive, Trey Young right there. Yeah, Jay, honestly, I have nothing to add. Like, that's exactly the, the only thing uh, Hawks should, in my opinion, still messed up letting go Cam Reddish for absolutely nothing. But I get it. You want to let DeAndre Hunter have some more space. But I'm right there with you, Jay, so we could just go ahead and keep it pushing to the next team, and that is the Boston Celtics. Uh, you want to kick this one off, Jay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with, with the positives on the Celtics, man. And the positives has to be, I think, early on in the season. I, I know myself, you know, you, we had talked about this, the Celtics being a down year. Is Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum going to work out? And now they're the best defensive team in the NBA or about to overtake the Warriors. So, I mean, <laughs> it has to, the way that they turned around their system, believing in their season, excuse me, believing in their system, um, with the new coach and I'm Yudoko, um, just goes to show that the front office did not give up on that team. Um, Brad Stevens, and now they got Derek White, who I thought was a great addition. Um, we've seen Robert Williams, if he could just stay healthy, the big man that he could be. I love the addition of Al Horford. So they got all those things that are leading them that, um, to be, you know, one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. So that's a positive for them. And then on the negative side, um, Really, I could, right now, they don't really got much um, negatives. I think the negative is for Robert Williams to, to stay healthy. Um, I think that he's coming to himself so much that if they have him on the floor, I think this Boston Celtics team could, could make some real, real big noise in the East and be a serious contender. So, man, brother, uh, God damn, I'm right there with you right there, too, man. That's what I have. I have the positive that, you know, it's great to get that point guard that you needed in Derek White. Negative is Robert Williams and his lack of availability, man. You need him out mm -hmm. there. He's only played 47 games this season. And just like how you said, Jay, like he's 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 the exact player the Boston Celtics need a big who can protect the rim and be mm -hmm. active in the paint, man. Hey, Jay, what's up? The best the best availability is the best kind of ability is is availability yes sir <laughs> i totally Jay. butcher that but yes you know sir. i know what that, you mean man. my brother i know what you that's mean that's what we always brother. say that's what we all say but yeah robert williams stay yes. healthy get healthy man yes sir stay, stay healthy get way. healthy i like that jay yeah. i like that all right so then let's keep it pushing jay the brooklyn nets positive or negative they got a lot of positives to talk about <laughs> yeah positives right away I, I love the ben simmons seth curry andre drummond addition i think that was great for the for the that team who needed a big man who needed, and I'll, I'll say this right now, I think it's going to be kind of a, if, if Ben Simmons is willing to accept kind of a Draymond Green role, I mm -hmm. think that's, he's in the perfect place, getting those guys, being the facilitator of that offense, getting the players that he has around him and Seth Curry, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, man, it could be really scary. And if they get Joe Harris, I don't know what his ankle, I heard about surgery, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. But if he can get all those guys around him in positions to score, huge positive. And then negative, we really don't know. We don't know with this team who's going to play, who's going to show up to, to the Barkley Center to play, who's going to show up on the road. 
we really don't know. That's the biggest negative for, for the Brooklyn Nets. What Brooklyn Nets are going to be out on the floor? Mm-hmm. We don't know. Huge negative, huge question mark. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Positive getting Ben Simmons, filling in literally exactly what you needed in a perimeter player and a point guard in basically getting a cherry on the top with Seth and Andre Drummond. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and yeah, I'm right there with you, Jay. Negative is you don't know which team is going to come. And the only other thing I would add to that is that the Nets definitely seem to struggle to find any offense when KD's on, not on the floor. Um, I mean, Kyrie could help that, but the man can only play in away games, so that kind of makes it um, that kind of makes it a little uh, a, a little a little hard for him, man. But yeah. but all right, Jay. So um, so all right, so let's, let's go ahead and keep it pushing, Jay. Let's go to the next team, and that is the Charlotte Hornets. I'll go ahead and kick this one off, Jay, with the positives, and I'll just I'll just say, man, it's Lamella Ball's growth, man. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's it's not normal that a rookie from rookie to your sophomore year makes a jump like this and is leading a team is the reason his team is going to make, going to make a playoff push is in the all-star game is the leader is the leader of your team. That's just not uh, that's not, that's not common. I also think another positive is just the, the, the production of Kelly Oubre. Um, you know, Kelly Oubre uh, really had a, a, a drop off, a drop off years, the last couple of years. And now he's kind of starting to get back into his zone into that role player that can really put the ball in the basket. Um, and th- this year, and then for the negative, I would say is not, not getting that true big. I know in that, uh, in that trade deadline episode, I joked around and said that, you know, you get Montrez Harold's like getting the, like the, the knockoff brand of the real one. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's no hate to, to, to Trez, but I think that I mean, we talked about this, the Hornets could have used, Miles uh, uh, Turner, Nurkic. They could have used a real rim protector big, mm-hmm. even honestly, Demarcus Cousins. But uh, mm-hmm. but they didn't. They didn't get any of those guys. They ended up only go, uh, going with Trez. So I, that's what I would say. My biggest negative is, and I think they're going to feel that come playoff time. They need that rim protection. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Right there with you. The the rim protection, a true big. I don't believe Miles. Sorry, Miles Plumley, Mason Plumley is the answer <laughs> there, and and um, and and Rashawn. Oh, sorry. Rashawn Holmes, guys like that, the guys that you mentioned would have been been perfect there. Um, and then, yeah, I, I don't think um, Harrell's the answer for, for them at the big. He does add a little bit of versatility, but we, we see what happens to those guys that are kind of out of position in the playoffs. They get exposed, and we've seen it with Harrell point blank. He, he, you, you know yeah. what happened in that Phoenix series. Just got exposed, um, wasn't able to stay on the floor, and I think that would be a little bit, a little bit and a lot of the same. Um, if he's their big and they don't look to maybe the buyout market get, to get a true big that's going to help them. But we've seen guys like that. I think Tristan Thompson even would have been a better fit for them, um, a versatile big that that uh, Chicago got. And we're going to talk about them, I guess, coming up next. But uh, that's, that's an early positive for them. Got maybe potentially the rim protector they needed. But um, yeah, Jay. I think you nailed that on the head for for the negatives and positives. So we won't talk too much about the Hornets, man. Yeah, exactly, Jay. Like I said, the Bulls are the Bulls are next. So uh, yeah. but yeah, pop, uh, positive. Uh, I would just I would I would say that their team defense. Uh, they they for the team that they have, they don't they shouldn't be the fourth rank defensive ranked team in the league, in my opinion. For the team they have, they need a real rim protector, and, and getting Tristan Thompson definitely helps. But I I I still think. If you were, you would have been able to hit a home run if you if you would have been able to get Miles Turner if you wouldn't have been able to get you know real big and I like Tristan Thompson but I just don't know if he's gonna make that big swing that we need. And Jay and Jay, let's just just address the elephant in the room. It's it's February twentieth, twenty twenty two, and we're about more than halfway through the season right now. A little bit more than halfway through the halfway mark. 
um, in terms of games played just past All-Star weekend, just as completed. And the Chicago Bulls, despite all the injuries that they had, we saw them lose Patrick Williams early in the season. We've seen Zach Levine miss some time. We've seen Nikola Vucevic out with um, health and safety protocols. Although teams have missed, missed, you know, players have missed through with COVID, health and safety protocols throughout the season. Alex Caruso has missed time, significant piece to what they do. Seen all these players miss time, and the Bulls are sitting at the first seed tied with the Miami Heat at 38 and 21 in the East, man. If you're Billy Donovan, you're Zach Levine, you're DeMar DeRozan, you're Lonzo Ball, who will be coming back. You're missing him. I forgot to say him. Huge piece starting guard for them. Nikola Vucevic, you're loving the position you're in right now because you know you're going to potentially get all those guys back. Zach Levine's going to get healthy. I love seeing him on the floor tonight, Jay. Huge positive right there. That's a huge positive. You are first in the NBA in the Eastern Conference right now. You got to love it if you're the Bulls. Absolutely, Jay. You gotta love it. Honestly, Jay, you you and you, you knocked that out, man. That's exactly what it is. And the only negative for me is exactly what we've been talking about. They didn't get that huge rim protector that they needed, and uh, I think they're gonna. If they have to face a Philly, TT's not it. TT's not it. Ah, uh, no, TT's, TT's not it for me, Jay. I think I like the addition though, but I don't know if he's it. But I think it's a start. I think it's a start. Maybe you add look to add something else, but. If you have him uh, in a playoff season, we know that he has a, he has experience. He has won a title. So I think it doesn't hurt. That's all I'll say. It doesn't hurt. It may not be the answer they need, but I think they can help them a lot Okay. Um, in Chicago. Yeah. Okay. All right. For sure. So then let's, let's keep it pushing to your second favorite team in the league, Jay, and that's the Cleveland Cavaliers, Jay. So I want you to go ahead and kick this one off, positive or negative, my brother. I mean, what? Positives. Positive? Another positive. No one expected the the Cavaliers Nobody. to be here. We, we keep <laughs> I keep beating like a dead horse, man. That these guys, with all the youth and, and talent they have, um, I I listened to the interview. I don't know if you listened to this with Kobe Altman on the on Woj's uh, podcast, and he was talking about um, building through the draft, being a small market in Cleveland, building through the draft, and understanding that's the blueprint how you get better. And they understood after Kyrie left, after LeBron, they'd have to do it for the draft. And they, the blueprint was, you know, they started with Garland. They got brought in um, Colin Sexton. They brought in um, uh, Karis LeVert. They brought in Jared Allen. They brought in Evan Mobley. They drafted all these guys and they did it their way through the system, brought in the right guys. And here they are um, at the top of the East, I think, believe in the fifth seed, fourth seed, man. The East is so bunched up, but to be in the position they are, huge positive. No one expected that. I know me and you both had them in the bottom of the East, and here they are, man. That's a huge positive. Yeah, Jay, I'm 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 right there with you, Jay. Just just the 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 play that they, that that they've had this year. Um, you know how much I'm high on Evan Mobley, so. Evan Mobley is a massive positive because it's like getting a player like him is just, in my opinion, one of those generational chain game changing players. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then for the negative man, it's just unfortunate losing Ricky Rubio. Like he was yeah. just so good to that team, but I mean, they'll, they'll, I, I, Rondo's they, been balling. Rondo's, Rondo's been balling. Been balling. But I mean, more, more than anything, it's just opened up the floor for Garland. Like, Hey bro, like mm-hmm. this is all the responsibility on you. And he has handled it very well. So, mm-hmm. 
So then, all right, Jay. So so let's just go ahead and um and keep that pushing, Jay. And let's get to the next team, and that is the Dallas Mavericks. Jay, I'll go ahead and kick this one off first. Uh, I would go for the positive, and that's definitely the just the the play of of uh, Jalen Brunson. I think I mean, I've been telling you for a long time now. Jalen Brunson is the reason the Mavs don't completely fall off when Luca is not on the court. He is that playmaker who not only keeps the offense running, but sometimes even is the is the primary scorer on that team. And then another another victory that they got uh, recently is getting Spencer Dinwiddie. I know Spencer Dinwiddie's been having uh, more of a down season, but uh, I think that a lot of people have been saying like, oh, we want to see Bradley Beal with Luca. We want to see another score with Luca, another score. And I wouldn't say Spencer, Spencer Dinwiddie's not even close to Bradley Beal, actually, mm-hmm. but he, he's the same type of player, a score, put the ball, put the ball on the ground, and I could get out of here and I could get my own bucket. And so I definitely think that, uh, that, that that'll help Luca take some pressure off Luca, allow uh, defenses to not just load up on Luca all the time. Uh, but a negative is that the the, the Mavs really didn't um, get that that real pick and roll partner that 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 Luca needs, in my opinion. Um, KP wasn't wasn't was never going to be it. You know, getting him out the door is actually a positive. Uh, but I think that the Mavs really need to, need to be looking to get. I know we said in the trade deadline episode, but like a John Collins type player, a Clint Capella mm-hmm. type player. I know this is crazy, but like an AB or just a, you know you understand what I'm saying. Those bigs mm-hmm. that can yeah, roll yeah. and can be a lob threat. I think that'll be huge to Luca because that's when I think he'll he'll really be at his best, man. But that's how I'm feeling about the Mavs, Jay. But do you think this is a question? Um, and I agree with you on that. Do you think that for Dallas, where they are at right now, do you think that the move that they brought it to, to send away, um, clear up cat space, obviously get off KP's contract um, and potentially look to sign a, another player, a big name in, in the offseason, although the free agent market for this season, this upcoming offseason is not very, very big. Um, but what, what would you say Dallas is that that move, did it make them kind of, was it just like an even move or did it make them a little better, make them worse? Or do you see them any anywhere moving up? It was what I'm trying to say in the West. Or did they get worse potentially? Yeah, in in, in my opinion, actually, I actually think that this move is is more of, of a long-term move. I think they they mm-hmm. knew okay, this year is not gonna be it. And they I think and I think they understand that. And I mean, if you're gonna go out there and have Maxi Kleba be your big, you know, that's that's gonna be trouble come come uh come 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 playoff time and come when you come time when you're playing a real big. I think they understand that. And this move was only to buff up the roster to the so that year maybe a year down the line or or, or um, you know uh, maybe a little bit into sometime into next year, they could look for a big and say, look, we got Spencer Dinwiddie. We got Luca. We got our backcourt set. We got our backcourt set. We just need a frontcourt player and we'll get it rocking. So that's the, 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 that's, that's what I think about the move initially. But, um, but I mean, you, you, you never know, man, Spencer could go off and they, they could do good this year. Okay. Jay. Yeah, no. I, and I think that move, that uh, move was kind of an, an insurance if they're not able to sign, resign um, Jalen Brunson the off season, but Jay, do you hear that? <laughs> what's that jay you hear that do you hear that, that that's the clock ticking and that's the championship window closing Ooh. you got a generational talent and luka Doncic on your roster and you trade away kp to bring in spencer dinwiddie and davis bertans jay mm. is that is that the move if you're mark cuban and you need to win a championship you have a generational talent and we talk about it all the time on this show about the championship window. And when you have a talent like Luka Doncic, that's my only concern, Jay. Did this move get you, did it move the needle enough? You know, you, Tim Hardaway Jr. 
who was probably their second option right now. You really have no true second option. Jalen Brunson, he's a great scorer. He's going to give you 15 a game, maybe night to night, 25. In the playoffs, he's not helping. So uh, right now, to Dallas, to me, looks like a first, second round exit. We haven't seen Luka go beyond that. Um, so to, for me, it's the same, Jay. And I, it just concerns me right now. You say two year or two down the line, that's a year or two older Luka. So I like you're that, waiting more and more time. That's the only concern I have, and that's a huge negative for me. That is a – I'm not going to lie to you, Jay. Just full transparency. Did not see it from that. From that. <laughs> tick, 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 tick. <laughs> that's what I'm hearing, Jay. It's, it's concerning me. It's giving, making me anxious for Dallas, man. Jay. A guy uh, – got to hit up a guy um, – Big shot pod, man. I know he's anxious too. <laughs> man, I got big shots probably sick. Yeah, Jay, I, I'm not going to lie. I definitely like that perspective because I, I really didn't even look at it from that window. And you're right. We talk about that all the time, that championship window. And you you, you, you got to make it happen. You know, I know Luca's young, but doesn't mean you got time to waste, man. So, yeah, yeah. I, I really like that, Jay. Yeah, the, that Dallas Mavericks need to make – definitely need to make a move. Um Don't – don't – don't don't waste Luca's career like Portland wastes waste games, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Jay. So then let's keep it pushing, Jay. Let's talk about the Denver Nuggets, a team with very few positives this year. Uh, but yeah. what would you say is a positive of theirs? The Joker. The Joker. The Joker. That's it, huh? That's I it. I mean, he is, he is one of one, man. He, he's a true unicorn. There's very few. Maybe just throw in Joel from big man Giannis, obviously. But he, he's truly one of one. What he's doing with this team, keeping them afloat with all those guys and question marks they have when they're in Denver. That's a positive. Long story short, Nikola Jokic, man. I'm right there with you. And then a negative yeah. really is kind of everything else. Yeah. Like everything else yeah. that's happened to their team this season. So, yeah, so we'll just go ahead and keep, keep, keep it pushing on that. Uh, the next team we got is another team that has a lot of negatives, and that's the Detroit Pistons. Um, I'm yeah. positive. Cade. Could be the rookie yeah. of the year, yeah. but won't be because we know who Evan Mobley is. But, but I mean, he could be, though. Uh, Sadiq yeah. Bay is cool, but everything else is negative. Uh, do you have any mm-hmm. objections to that, Jay? No, nah, I mean, I'll just throw in this this game. I, swear, I have my guy, uh, Oko, over we were playing some, shout some out my 2K. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> my boy, shout out my boy, Oko, friend of, friend of the show. And we had a guy over, have my guy over, and we were playing some 2K. I was running with the Pistons, man. This okay. team is terrible in 2K. <laughs> I got absolute – I lost by like 20 or 30. I had to switch, turn the game off and start restart a new game. Um, oh, so I just thought, But that's a lot of what, what the Pistons season, a lot of rebuilding. Um, I guess the rebuilding with Jeremy Grant, um, I guess that's a positive. Man. You know, you're starting to build that little core you got. I think they need to wait on Killian Hayes. At least you got young talent there. Cade, like you said, huge positive. Definitely agree with you on that, on that Jay, but – um, I think it's a lot of rebuilding. I mean, the negatives, you knew you were going to be bad anyway. So it's just about positive kind of building your foundation and then getting draft picks, bringing them in and, and starting to build. Cause you got one, two, two years. If you're Dwayne Casey, you started, start, got to start winning some more games next year. And then the next year, you got to be competing for a playoff spot potentially two years down the right road. What Cade, man. But. Yeah, Jay, I'm 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 right there with you, Jay. Uh, the Pistons, yeah. I mean, besides Cade and 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 kind of le- like that yeah, that young core that they got going, everything else is 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 you should have known it was going to be this bad. So yeah, I I, I like that uh, that perspective, and that answer on that. And then the next team, Jay, the next team, Jay. You know what team it is, man. The Golden State Warriors. There's a lot of positives to talk about. I definitely want to see want, want to hear your perspective and which which one is the most 
important positive to you? The most important positive I'd say is number number one, their second best record in the NBA after being, you know, a, two years ago, the worst team in the league, you know, despite all being all the injuries last year, um, not being on the brink of getting in, in the playoffs, obviously losing to the Lakers and then to to Memphis. But to be in the position they're at right now, the all-star break, you know, having guys out, having play out at the beginning of the season, Draymond up to now, and then seeing the emergence of, of Jonathan Kaminga, I think it's huge um, for, to, for confidence that he's building and his development as well. I think that's a huge positive, um, seeing guys like Gary Payton, um, the second, and got rotation players also coming into their own. I think those are huge positives. And then seeing the man back on the floor, Clay Thompson, I mean, that's probably the biggest positive of them all after two years, 900 and some days. Uh, that's probably the biggest positive for the Warriors as well, because you love to get the splash pro back on the floor. And then negatives, I think it's getting um, all those guys integrated. Um, we've never seen Draymond. We've never seen uh, Andrew Wiggins and, and Stephen Curry and the Splash Brothers on the floor all at the same time. So that's going to be a bit of an adjustment, although all those guys in their own way have all played in with each other, but not all of them together. So that's a negative. And then getting James Wiseman back in the mix, man, there we um, go. getting that big man that they need. And I, I believe that it's truly on the roster. I know we talked about buyout after the Laker game as well. They need size. You need size down the stretch um, to, to bang with the Lakers, the, the Nuggets, potentially look on the other side. Um, if they're in the finals, you got to come up against Joel Embiid. You got to come up against DeAndre Aiden, even on, excuse me, on our other side, can't overlook him. So there's all these teams that have big men and you need size. If it's going to be Wiseman. If it's going to be Draymond's all they need, they need to figure that out. So that's a negative I see for, for the Warriors. But Okay, uh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And then, so look, Jason, when I was doing this, I had put, at first I was like, all right, positive. Just emergence of Jonathan Kaminga. No, 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 no. The Warriors are in second place. I was like, the Warriors are in second place. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. And I, and I came up with one, Jay, and I think genuinely out of all the positives that have happened this year, it's been a good year for the Warriors. I think the most important one, actually, I, I forgot about, I'll be honest, I forgot about Clay. So the next one after Clay Thompson mm. being most important is the emergence and the play of Jordan Poole. And the reason why mm. I say that, the reason why mm. I say that is because nobody really expected this. I, I told you and Patrick on that episode that we did um, uh, w- uh, with Patrick from the Oakland Warriors podcast. Shout out, Patrick. Mm. Super, super great guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. De- definitely shout out, Pat. And I told you, I said, only the Warriors fans were this high on Jordan Poole. Knicks fans, mm. um, Lakers fans, um, Kings fans, uh, Bulls fans, every all 29 other NBA team fan base fan base we're not like Jordan Poole is going to be that guy this year. Jordan Poole is going to be that guy this year. And I think just so basically just the emergence of his play has just been a huge positive. And the reason why it's been the biggest positive is because it correlates and it relates to the negative. So the negative, the biggest negative, in my opinion, has been Curry and the shooting slump, just because that's really affected mm-hmm. the team. And, and it, 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 the Warriors definitely seem to find offense when Curry gets it going. And then, and then things start getting open, doubles start coming. Curry starts finding players. People start cutting Often starts, often starts rolling. But when Curry can't get going, sometimes the Warriors definitely tend to get off to a slower start to find that offense. And I, but the reason why Jordan Poole is so positive is because 
when Curry is struggling, there has been games that he has been the one that stepped up. And then there, that's like, you know, you can't replace Stephen Curry, but it's like adding, you know, a, a, let's say like 50% of whatever he right. is out there and, uh, you know, not losing hundred percent. So that's, that, that's definitely what I would say for the positive and the negatives um, for the Warriors, man. But overall, great season and um, good things, good thing, good, 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 good things to come, huh, Jake? I'm hoping, yeah, yeah, we hopeful, we hopeful <laughs> Let's see, JRs, and so now let's talk about a team on the opposite spectrum, the Houston Rockets. Um, n- honestly, not many positives besides Jalen Green, um, but he also just embarrassed himself the other day at the dunk contest. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> so Jalen Green bad. dunk contest <laughs> status, negative. Negative 10. Um, that's a very negative, uh, but yeah. But yeah, I, I, have, I have no positive besides Jalen Green and Christian Wood. Negative is everything else to be honest with you i don't have you have anything to add jay nah not no okay nah. let's keep it pushing indiana pacers positive you got in tyrese halliburton and yeah we, i talked about a couple episodes ago a couple episodes ago like you don't have to fully restart from the beginning like draft mm-hmm. picks and rebuilding from the draft you have a you have a good solid core i think and and uh you know good role players and buddy Hill. you got tyrese halliburton you can go with, we can go with miles turner and you could rock from here man so you didn't have to fully restart i think that's good a negative is having to lose Sabonis, man. I mean, you know how much mm-hmm. I love Sabonis. I think he's a great player, and uh, he could have did could have did great things. But the Pacers had to do what they had to do, man. But what about you, Jay? Yeah, no, I think you nailed it on its head. I think Tyrese Halliburton, great addition. Love, love the player that he is and is going to become. Because um, I think he's just scratching the surface of what he could be. And then, yeah, Buddy Heald, always loved his game. Uh, shooter off the bench or shooter. Shooter, just a straight shooter. And then, um, yeah, I think, yeah, like you said, negative, figuring out what you're going to do when you're going to compete, trying to get all your guys back healthy. Uh, that's that's kind of the negative. You, you've never really had a strong base in in uh, Indiana because guys have never really been healthy. So they got to figure out what they're going to do with guys like Malcolm Brogdon, TJ Warren. I don't even know if he's still playing basketball. I don't Man. Know. He's been out for like three <laughs> seasons. the bubble. Like, yeah, so um, – so no, 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 figure it out. And yeah, that's all I got for Indiana. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, Jason. Let's keep it pushing to the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, I would say a positive is that great trade in getting Norman Powell and uh, Robert Covington. Negative is losing a player like Paul George, man. That that, that mm-hmm. definitely hurt. Um, are you, any objections to that, Jay? Nah, <laughs> negative would be losing Norman Powell to a broken foot right after. Oh, man. He, he, you got him, too. Shot. He was on my fantasy team as well, so that that was a big blow to my squad. <laughs> that Swiss Army knife. Uh, that is Norman Powell. But no, I think just just going back to 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 the to what the Clippers are this season, and I think that's just a lot of development. Um, getting the guys, getting your young guys, getting your role players in positions that they're going to be successful, knowing their roles. Because I think this experience is necessary. That's a lot. To, like the the Warriors when they had their stars out. We saw guys that getting the opportunities they wouldn't have had, guys like Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard, um, Brandon Boston, even the rookies kind of getting these opportunities they wouldn't have had, which I think is necessary and great experience. So when you add those stars back in the mix, the guys are ready to go and uh, know their roles and be able to have that confidence that they need when a Paul George is getting double team thrown at him and you kick it to Luke Kennard in the corner, he's ready to knock that down or make a play down the stretch. So, necessary experience and I think that's positive experience is always a positive thing and the Clippers are getting that even though they're not going to compete for anything this year 
Um, I don't really see Paul George coming back. I think that's a huge positive for them. And then negatives, I don't really know, because I think it's a lot of positives being in the position they are right now. Um, I think negatives is having Kawhi and yeah. Paul George out. That, those are the negatives for the, for the Clippers. Okay, for sure. All right, Jason, let's kick it to the other LA team. And that's the and that's the Lakers. Um, I'll kick it off with this one. Positive is honestly just the potential. Like you can really see how good this team could be when all the players do bring it, when they're playing some great defense, actually. Uh, the offense, I've been saying since the beginning of the season, I don't think getting buckets and offenses hasn't been a problem for the Lakers. I think it's the defensive end that's been the biggest issue. Um, so I, I would say the positive is the potential. You can see the, the, that they have the potential to be a, a good team. And the negative, I would say, is AD's health. Um, number one, most negative, because he's the reason mm -hmm. why the Lakers aren't able to get to their full potential. And I would say this just to straight up the team's inconsistency, um, kind of hard to uh, to put together a good season. If you have a good game, then have a bad game, and then a good game, then a bad, you need a bad game to have a good game. That's what it looks like right now for the Lakers and just kind of hard, man. So that's what I would say for the negative. What about you, Jay? Yeah, honestly, I'll, I'll be honest. Jay. I don't see many positives for the Lakers besides obviously 37-year-old LeBron balling out of his mind carrying this team and Malik Monk I think that was a huge steal for you I think that that's a huge positive and something to build on as well as Austin Reeves I think those three players for me really truly stick out outside of those guys not truly many positives I think on the negative side Westbrook gotta find a way to get him out of there or something I don't know bro I'm kind of done really talking about him in that Man. situation in LA um, it's kind of it's it's really in another negative shocking that that Rob Palinka and I've seen those rumblings that he didn't get that deal done for John Wall in the first round pick because honestly it's a disservice and it's it's truly just kind of tarnishing to to LeBron James and and when he's 37 having this kind of season and you don't make a, a deal that it may not work out for you but John Wall is a better player I truly believe and a better positional fit. Um, and would make the Lakers a better team if you bring him in and trade him for Westbrook. You gave so what? You give a, up a first pick in the future, first round pick in the future, man. LeBron James is 37 year olds and arguably playing some of the best basketball of his career. So that's a huge negative. Um, and and my and from my perspective. So uh, yeah, that's really what I gotta say about the Lakers. Yeah, Jay, it's 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 not looking not looking too good over there, man. But all right, Jason, let's let's keep it pushing and let's talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. This team, honestly, Jay, I'm tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they have a negative. Like I, I don't think they have a negative. Like I, I I really try to think about it. I was like, all right, well, they've exceeded everybody's expectations. They are not out with too many injuries. Jaren's been playing a lot of games. He's the he's the most injury prone player. I think everything is going right in Memphis. Like, they got John Moran. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of a negative, honestly. I mean, I, I really don't. <laughs> I can't really think of a negative either. And it, they jaws out with the injury. We, we see him go down. And I was, we think to ourselves, oh, the, 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 uh, the Grizzlies are going to struggle. And Tyus Jones, arguably, you can now say him potentially as one of the best backup point guards in the NBA. Um, and, and I just think the, the, the Grizzlies are so deep, so damn deep. Um, and you're right, Jay. I really don't see many negatives. I've seen this team play live as well. And it's just it's a true indication. Just when they're live, you can see the communication, the trust, 
the belief they have in Taylor Jenkins in that system, the grit and the chip on their shoulder that he, that he play with. Just a team that's young, loose, ready to play, playing with house money because no one expected the Grizzlies to be at the top of the West and the third seed. Yeah, I believe two games back of the, the Warriors. I know the Warriors better watch out. I know the nah, the Suns are they're way ahead. I don't even No one's catching the Suns in the West. But um, I think they're playing great basketball, Jay. And I, I really believe um, they were give, they're giving me 2015 uh 2015 warrior vibes to be honest like that young you got a young Steph Curry you got a young Draymond Green just ready to explode onto the scene I like that explode onto the scene true maybe we're looking at a dark horse that's all I gotta say that's all I gotta say there in the west if I'm the western teams I told you and junior this you don't want to play them I said I if I'm the Golden State Warriors do not want to see them especially in the first two rounds I I think they could beat them but I think it would it would be deep. It, it, it would be just six, take seven two, it, game series and be scary. It'd be it would just take too much. The weapons they have. Yes. It yes. would take. I'm right there with you. I think. Yeah. I, I think yes. those those Wear top your mouth teams. Too. Exactly. Yes. Those top teams. Wearing they team, yeah. they could take the Grizzlies, but it would just take too much out of them, my dog. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. right there with you, Jay. I'm right there. All right, Jay. Scary team, man. Scary, scary. So let's talk about another team that's got a lot of scary potential, and that is the Miami Heat. I would say positive is uh you know getting Kyle Lowry, getting PJ Tucker at the beginning of the at the beginning of the year is great. Negative is just the fact that. Jimmy and Bam, they're really the best two players. I haven't really been able to play much. Jimmy's played 39 games. Bam's only played 34. So their lack of availability um, definitely hurts. Yeah. But besides that, I mean, they're rolling. They got a deep team. It's looking good over there in 305. Yeah, yeah. I really can't add much to that, man. I think okay. that's great. Yeah, all right, for sure. So let's yeah. keep that. Let's keep it pushing. Today. Let's talk about the reigning champions, and that's the Milwaukee Bucks. Positive. I mean, dog, they just signed yeah. Sergi Vaca. What? And I think the play of Jordan Aurora has been it's been great this year. It's a, a big growth. Uh, negative, I would say, is just uh, losing Brooke. But you signed Serge. You just fixed that. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> not many negatives going on. You, you got any objections, Jay? Nah. All that what you said plus Giannis. Period. Plus Giannis being, yeah, plus Giannis, period. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything else. Minnesota Timberwolves, Jay, you want to go ahead and kick this one off, my brother? Positives for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Cat, the emergence of um, Anthony Edwards maturing into the player that we can see him being in the future. Um, potential arts, all-star snub. And then just all the other role players stepping up, the Jared Vanderbilt. So we know, I know I saw that tweet of you hit him. We in one of those players that any contending team needs um, not saying that both the Timberwolves are ready to compete this year, need that kind of workhorse, the the grit and, and determination he plays with um, being that do it all kind of guy for the, for the Timberwolves. And then Patrick Beverly, you know, I talked about way back um, when they brought in when we had Wes on the show, um, shout out Wes, the Wolves fan. <laughs> um, but when we had him way back in the show, I think Patrick Beverly was a huge underrated addition for them. Um, because you see that grit, that attitude, that tenacity that it brings it night to night. Um, we've seen him get that technical with Gary Trent before the game even started because we just know Patrick Beverly is a pest. And that, that kind of attitude and mentality rubs off on the rest of these young guys who are molding and becoming the players that they are. And, you know, Cat's, you know, seven, eight years into his career, or maybe a little, yeah, seven, he's, he's been yeah, in the league a been while. Been in the league for some time. Yeah. For a guy like Anthony Edwards to see that kind of work in that, um, grit and tenacity he plays with and the other young guys on the Timberwolves huge to have um, that kind of guy in the locker room and I think it's really rubbing off on them and then negatives get D-Lo healthy get those guys healthy um, and continue to 
to to win games under the stretch and when things get tough um need to see some toughness from 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 those guys because they're not really battle tested so i think that's a negative uh for the timberwolves okay for sure yeah i'm 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 right there with you jay honestly for for uh for all of those uh all those positives and only only other thing i would add for the positive is the Timberwolves are in seventh place. Like, what was the last time that happened, man? Yeah. Like, the Timberwolves are in seventh place. They're actually um, a true uh, chance, got a true chance to make the playoffs. Um, and nice. then, and then the only other negative I would add is just Malik Beasley, man. I, he really st- hasn't stepped up this year to the to the way at least I've expected for him. I expected definitely, you know, a big year out of D'Lo Ant, and Cat. And I thought Malik Beasley was going to be able to uh, to get a lot of easily look easy looks because. Um, he, the ball, you know, he would have would have been open. Uh, people are paying attention to the cat and D'Lo, um, and I thought he could he would have been able to do good, but he's actually ha- having like one of his worst years in his career. So, just him not playing up to his potential definitely hurts the team. But hopefully, he can switch that, fl- flicks that around. But let's keep it pushing, Jay, and let's talk about the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, positive, I mean, getting CJ McCollum is mm. great. <laughs> getting Larry Nance yeah. is great. Um, I've I've been raving about him. Herbert Jones, the rookie, I think his potential is through the roof. Uh, negative, still no Zion. That's that's yeah. the biggest negative, man. Real talk. You're yeah. right there with me, Jay? nothing out of Yep, okay. right there. All right, for sure. So let's keep it pushing. Let's talk about the Knicks, Jay. Um, positive, I love the fact that you got Cam Reddish basically for nothing. And negative, Jay, I'm hopping on your boat. You've been saying it all season. Tom Thibodeau's got to go. He's just wearing his players out. They're not gonna get. He, he's an old school coach. The players don't get through to yelling anymore. You you gotta you gotta switch it up. It doesn't work anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah. Got anything no, I, about the Knicks? Yeah. No. Just just right there with you. I think I think that. Yeah. They, they, it's not something's not right. Something doesn't smell right there in, in New York. <laughs> I think they gotta figure it out. Uh, if it ain't Thibodeau, maybe it's not Randall. We, we knew he wasn't the first option, but I think that they just need to get. He's been playing better basketball as of late, but. He's not the first option, so they need to figure out who it is. Or and if it's not there, they need to bring someone in who is. So. Okay, all right. So then, so then let's let's talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder, Jay. Um, you want to kick this one off, a positive or a negative? Positive. Um, I love the the grit and tenacity. They they come out with night to night, especially being a young undermanned. No, they're predicted to lose every night they step on the floor this season, and they still find a way to win some games here and there. And I think that's true testament to these guys. I'm in the depth that I see them having in the future. So uh, that's a positive Josh Giddy, huge positive. Huge um, positive. Underrated. I think no one really expected him to be this good. We saw him with the triple double and, you know, we talked about that. So the positive and then negative, they need to need to be healthy and start winning some games in the coming years. I think they're, this tanking is going to get old um, real quick. Um, so you could have all the assets in the world, but if you don't make something of that and th- those don't equate to anything, then it's useless at the end of the day. So uh, that's a negative and a potential question mark and red flag. Thanks, Jay. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Positive. Love Josh Giddy. Love the young core. Negative. Only thing I would add is the fact that they lost by 73 points this year to, so, <laughs> to the Grizzlies. So I just had that. to add that. <laughs> I know yeah. that shit was crazy, Jay, but all right. So let's keep it pushing. <sighs> the Orlando Magic. Uh, positive. Those young guys, man. I, I really yeah. do like Cole Anthony, RJ, Mo, uh, mm-hmm. Wagner Bros. And the, the negative, honestly, is just the fact that they can't, they don't have a time machine. <laughs> that's the, that's mm-hmm. their negative right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, and also I don't even know like Markel Fultz and Man. Jonathan Isaac. Neg- like get those guys playing some basketball. Man, get them please. doing something. Please. Some because even if you sit them out, they're still gonna be have to get integrated and be able to play. I mean, I don't know what's going on there in Orlando. Negative red flag. Ne- negative. Uh, Orlando is just a negative. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's yeah. go to the Philadelphia 76ers. Jay, I want you to kick this one off, my brother. Positive. You got James, whether you like it or not, whether people like to hear it or not, you got James Harden. We know I, I've been critical of him at times, but he's still world-class player, world-class talent, paired with Joel Embiid. And you add in, you, you were able to retain Tyrese Maxey and a Matisse Tybo, your defensive stopper. And you still got Tobias Harris, who can put in some work uh, as well. So you, you got a nice that team there in Philly, all positives. And I just really want to see all these guys play together and see what they can do. Huge positive. Negative, you got James Harden. <laughs> and he, can be, he can be a negative as well. We've seen him not be able to, to win with playing with Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook. Um, at, the, at a certain point, when does it become it's not it's not you it's me yeah i don't know i don't know that's, i mean that's, i mean to be real Jay, to be real out of all those people you said the only common denominator was james harden so james i mean harden. you know, I you know, know. Like, you're not wrong jay you're not wrong uh so you do the math you do the math you do the math man. you do the math yeah. so yeah, yeah jay yeah I'm, I'm right there rich i mean positive definitely you get in james harden the only negative i would add is that I mean, we both talked about this in the trade deadline episode. We think they let go a little bit of too much, letting go Seth and Andre mm-hmm. um, in that pick by, by by bringing James. But you do what you do what you got to do to get James, man. So let's let's keep it pushing. Um, the Phoenix Suns, Jay, positive. Um, I would just say just they've been a deep team, the number one team in the in the, in the league right now. Um, negative CP just went out with the injury. Yeah, I think that's huge yeah. for them because he is like a monumental. He's actually like he. You know what? I just thought of an analogy. CP is the a CP is to the Suns is what AD is to the Lakers. In my opinion, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. in my opinion, uh, D book is important. D book is what to the Suns what LeBron is to the Lakers. D book is very important to the Suns. LeBron is very important to the Lakers. But without AD, the Lakers cannot be their full potential. Without CP, the Suns cannot be their full their, their full potential. Just thought of that right now. Just wanted to say that. <laughs> oh, that's a. But but uh, I think they can. I think the Lakers could win. Couldn't win without LeBron. I I I, I think. I see this is the trust factor, Jay. I don't trust AD with that team, the Lakers, especially, especially. And then you look at uh, the Suns. I think they could win potentially with Chris Paul and that team. Um, but but not to say Cameron Payne has been putting in work as well. So it's, it's tough to say. And you just got Aaron Holiday, who I think would be getting those some serious minutes and some serious time. So. And you might be right though. Like it's a, it's an interesting perspective though. But in terms of playmaking, I'd say CP is more to LeBron. But that's it. I I can see where you where you're coming from on that take. Okay, for sure. And then and then you're just you you you're right there with me with the positive or negatives. Just positive best team in the NBA. Yeah, no, um, flat out and just playing some unreal basketball. Beautiful basketball to watch. Um, that being said, and then. Uh, then negative, yeah. The health of Chris Paul. They need that dude healthy. Um, he's battled injuries throughout his whole career. 
And if it's going to be a lot of the same, I, I don't see I don't see the Suns being able to, to overcome that. So he's got to get healthy. Um, that's a huge negative is health right now. Yeah, yeah. For, for the Suns to beat any of those top teams in the West, they they need they need CP. Uh, no, no doubt about it. But um, all right, Jay. So then let's let, let's go to the Portland Trailblazers. Honestly, not many positives, but I would just say the rise of Anthony Simons. Like, I guess that's that's cool, right? And then the negative, everything else, every literally yeah. everything else. I will say though, I mean, the Portland Trailblazers are riding a four-game win streak right now. I mean, <laughs> I can't, I, I, I can't even, I can't, even, I, I don't even know. Since the trade, since Joe Ingles and and um, Josh Hart came onto that roster, they beat the Lakers, they beat the Knicks, they beat the Bucks. And the the Grizzlies back to back, Jay. So <laughs> I, I, it's weird. It's, it's, so know, weird. it's so funny how that works. But that that is a positive. They're coming into the All Star break, the four game win streak when no one expected that, and they're the tenth seed right now. I can't even. You can't even make this stuff up, Jay. Um, so they're the tenth seed in, in the West, and if they continue to piece some games together, maybe we might see Dame because we've seen him committed to uh, to. to to Portland. So that's another positive I'll add on top of that. So uh, negative, I guess they got to figure out what they're doing. I don't know if that's really a negative, but um, they gave up a lot of assets. Uh, but the positive, he still got Dame and he says he's committed. So yeah, as long as, as long as you got, as long as you got Dame, you got hope in my opinion. Yeah. But the negative is I still don't see them as competitive right now. And they're going to be just one of these teams who makes the play-in game or makes the play-in in, in the West in the same position. And gets a is knockout. That game, is that really what you really, really want? I don't uh, know. Come on, Dan. Seems like kind really of a cop-out to me, right, Jay? Like, Yeah. You, at, at certain point, doesn't it become a cop-out? Because, Jay, I'll, put this, I'll ask you this. Don't you think that if Dame just is content with being on a team – that's that's not good enough to be in the West, not even good enough to potentially be a con- considered a contender in the finals, which not a lot of teams can be be that anyway. I'm being that that caliber of team is exclusive. I'll, I'll be that. But what at what point is what I'm asking? Does it become a cop out if you're on a team who's not expected to win? So anytime you do better, um, it's 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 a good thing, but you're not expected to win. So you're just playing with house money at the end of the day, and you can always use that as an excuse. Um, it, it, isn't that just kind of a – I don't know. What do you think about that situation for Dame? I think I think to be real with you, bro, I think Dame is so good, in my opinion, that it, it, it never is that. Like, it, it's never that point to where it's like, oh, it's just house money. Because I think you put Dame out there with four other players – there's a chance there. There's a chance that they can get done. Maybe I'm a little bit bullish on Dame. Maybe that's a little bit uh, too high praises for Dame. But I just think that anytime he's out there, he has a chance, right? Like the the um the Grizzlies, they're mm-hmm. playing with house money because, in my mm-hmm. opinion, they're that good because of the five man team that they because of that 15 man team that they have because of what they do not because of one player is carrying the carrying the squad. But I genuinely believe Dame could carry a squad. Um, not to a championship because nobody can do that anymore, but definitely to a, um, a, a, a playoff. But then again, Jay, are you just going to stay in that purgatory? Like how you said, like, is, is Portland okay, just going to okay. stay there forever? You, you, uh, okay. So you think that four players around him, four players around Dang, um, he could carry them to a fine, like a finals, like a Giannis type. I'm not saying it's just four players. 
I'm not saying Giannis. I'm not taking any way thing from mm-hmm. Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton. Those are damn good players. I'm not saying anything about that. But the fact that, you know, Giannis really with a true star next to him, took them to the finals and won it. You think Dame can do the same with the similar caliber players? He's that good of a player to you. I'm, I'm not debating whether or not. I'm just asking you, like, John, what do you think? Yeah, if, in, in, in my opinion, if you would have put if you put Dame championship team, if you yeah, if if you put Dame on the 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 Phoenix Suns, honestly, they're they're ten, ten times more of a championship team. If you put uh, Dame on that um, Bucks team, I think that they still would have won a championship. So to, to answer your question, without I, I, Giannis, without Giannis, yeah, take Giannis out and, and put Dame in there. Wow. Okay. I really okay. got that. Okay. Okay. Dame wow. is really that guy, right. especially when uh, playoffs right. come. He's really, he really show his ass in playoffs. Dame is that guy. Oh man! Oh man! Okay. You know, you, are you so, okay. so you not you, so talk to me, Jay? Are you not auto in there? So am I? Am I tripping? Am I too bullish on him? I, I mean, me. and it and it's just through my lens mm-hmm. and what I've seen in the playoffs, and it's just kind of I can't get out of my head the the times that he's gone up against the Warriors and he's lost every time. He's never mm-hmm. beaten. He's never beaten step. He's never step in the words. He's never beaten them in the playoffs. And I just think back to that um, in that fine in the Western Conference Finals when he got swept and he had a, a decent team around him. He didn't have a, uh, the best team, but there was players out on both sides. Uh, both sides of the equation. Obviously, Kevin Durant made them over the top, and he wasn't playing in that series. And I just. So Dame kind of falter in that series, and that's all I say. But not you know how great highly I I think of Dame, and I think it's just a question that needs to be answered. We've seen him take him far, but when it matters most, as of late, what we've seen, what I've seen as of late, I'm just questioning it. But I would love to see him come back and prove me wrong because we I know you know how highly I think of Dame. So uh, that's just where I'm at right now with that. Okay. Okay. I, I I like that. Yeah. I definitely we definitely need to see Dame back out here, man, and show us um show us you know show us what's up. Show if he's if he still still got that. Mm. If he can um time is it. Time if he, is. you know what time it is, huh, Jay? For real, Jay. There we go. All right, Jay. So then let's talk about another another team that does not have a lot of neg- a, a lot of positives in Sacramento Kings. Um, Sabonis is great, but in my opinion, it's like you got Sabonis, but what you gave him up for is it's 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 worse like you know you, you end up going you 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 scored for 90 but then you got negative 100 so you end up going mm-hmm. negative 10 in my opinion uh that's what happened over there with the uh with the kings but how are you feeling about the kings jay yeah man i think they added a lot of pieces there in in sacramento but i don't know you can have a lot of pieces you can have a lot of pieces to a puzzle but will they fit i don't know mm-hmm. um that's the analogy i'm using with the kings and they gave up a lot. They gave up Tyrese Halliburton. Is the Donovan, uh, Davion Mitchell and uh, De'Aaron Fox backcourt going to work? I don't know what that looks like. You brought in Dante DiVincenzo, which I like that addition. But what are you going to do? There's a log jam at the the um, in your backcourt and your front court. So uh, a lot of question marks, a lot of unrest there in Sacramento. So that's how I'm feeling in, about that situation there. Yeah, Sacramento is a sticky situation, my brother. Sticky situation. So, let's get to uh, let's get to um, the the next team here, and that is the Spurs. Positive to play Dejounte Murray, man. I mean, you, yeah, you've been all-star. calling it, dog. I mean, he's an all star. Yeah. He just took off this year to so the play of, of Dejounte. Hey, now. 
Hey, now you're an all-star. There you yes, go, Jay. And, yeah. and honestly, the negatives, I would say, is the Spurs just not being that that that, that dynamic uh, dynasty that, that that they've been. I mean, I feel like every year, uh, you know, back in the day, the Spurs were feared, but it's just, it's just not that anymore. It's just, they don't mm-hmm. have that same reputation anymore. Great, agreed. Um, yeah, that's really not much else I have to add to that. Okay, perfect, Jay. So let's let's kick it to your team, the, because I know you you the Toronto's ambassador over there, Jay. So the Toronto not Raptors, even. Jay. Who is up? You you go first on this one, brother. You go first on this. Not one. even, man. But yeah, no. Uh, the Raptors definitely have some promise, and I think a lot of it has to do with not even Fred Federico, who we saw tonight in the All Star game, but that's Pascal Siakam and the way that he's been able to blossom into the playmaker, the player that a lot of folks. You know, believe I know Oko. Uh, I'll bring up again. We were talking about this last night when we were watching the the slam dunk and the festivities last night on Saturday. He was talking about we know when we had him on the show when fans as well were were doubting how good Pascal. You know, he's on that huge that max contract for them, and he's just blossomed into a a great player for for the Raptors. It's a kind of underrated, um, kind of unspoken of player. Um, We we know that Jared Allen deserving, but Pascal Siakam, I believe, was, you know, the next man up right there with Miles Bridges um, for a guy who could have been considered to go to Cleveland. So I think the emergence of Pascal Siakam, great. Frederico Van Bleek. Gary Trent, who I would love to add in the mix there, he's been playing great basketball, leading the league of steals, um, as I'm not mistaken, and the grit of uh, of that championship kind of DNA that they have there. Um, Fred Fred stepping in for for Kyle Kyle Lowry as well uh, has been huge for the for the Raptors. And then the negative is just that um, they don't really have depth right now. They brought in Thaddeus Young, but I still don't think they're they're deep enough. Um, Nick Nurse is burning those guys into the ground. Um, guys on the, their front line leading the league in minutes. I think that's a huge negative for them. They gotta, he's gotta find some trust and believe in some guys, give some young guys some opportunities because we know down in the playoffs, guys get tired. You, you need your leg. You don't have your legs under you. You're needing guys to step in and fill those roles. You rely more on your role players, so that's a negative. They don't have that. They don't have that right now. Yeah, Jay, I'm 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 right there with you, honestly. With with the uh, with as far as the Raptors, man, um, the 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 negative is that is 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 that death. The negative is that they don't have those players who are going to be able to perform uh, come playoffs. Um, again, I, I I don't, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, I can't tell the future like or all that. But what I can do is I can look at the past. And I can make an educated guess based on what's happened in the past. And I mean, we've seen almost every single time rookies tend to the minutes fold, fold a little bit. Their play falls a little bit. Comes uh, come playoff. I mean, you talk about it too, Jay. Role players, their minutes, their uh, their 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 playing folds a little bit come playoff time because playoff is a little bit of different basketball. And I think that right now the 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 um. Uh, I, I guess the, this would go over from a negative. I think the Raptors are relying low key a little bit too much on Scotty Barnes and, 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 and his production. And I don't think that he's going to be able to do that really come, uh, come playoff times to the, to, to the extent that um, he's been, he's, he's been able to get it done come uh, uh, in the regular season. Cause I mean, playoffs is, is a different beast, man. It's a different animal. You got one team, one uh, entire coaching organization, coaching staff focusing on you. And if Scotty Barnes is the main focus, 
focus. I think that it's 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 definitely going to get tough for a uh, for a rookie like him. And um, but a positive, as, as the same way Scotty Barnes and the way the Raptors are relying on him too much is a negative. I think that um, a positive is. Um, Scotty Barnes and his play. Um, I, I definitely didn't expect him to be to, uh, to be as good. I remember when he went before Jalen Suggs, I was like, the Raptors made an ish. The Raptors made a, a mistake, and they're going to for, for, mm-hmm. um, regret this forever. But didn't work out, man. Um, but all right, Jay. So, so let's go ahead and keep it pushing, Jay, and let's talk about the second-to-last team here, and that's the Utah Jazz. Um, the Utah, I'll just go ahead and kick it off here. I think the positive is – Getting Nikhil Alexander Walker, that's that that's great. Um, again, I don't know if I'm too high on him, um, or people are too low on him, but I think he's like a more efficient Jordan Clarkson. So I think it's great mm. to have a player like him, uh, uh to have a player like him coming off your bench. I think getting Hassan Whiteside was a huge sleeper pick. Um, helps Rudy. You know, Rudy that doesn't like to really bang down low with those real big um those big bully bigs, those, uh, those Joel Embiid's, those, uh, DeMarcus Cousins's. And I think that Hassan Whiteside can, can, can be that, 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 um, do the dirty work guy for, um, for, 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 for Rudy Gobert. That's big, but the negative, I would just say Mike Conley and, and the lack of his availability. I think when Mike Conley plays, the jazz are at their top tier level, man. But when he's not there and it's very often that he's not there, um, the jazz just can't, can't get to that level that they need to get to, man. And, Again, Jay, I haven't forgot what you said. If the Jazz don't do it this year, I think it's time to start um, parting ways because it's just yeah. it's not. If this isn't gonna work, what's like? What are you gonna add that's gonna work? Yeah, yeah. Is the maze gone? I don't know. You got to figure it out there. That'd be you, crazy. Uh, you got to win some games. You got to win some games in the playoffs down the stretch for sure. Yeah, you, you nailed it. The, nailed it right on the head, man. All right, for sure. So let's get to the last team, my brother. That is the Washington Wizards. Positive, the play of Kyle Kuzma and the way they started the season. Negative, honestly, everything else has been downhill since the beginning of the season for them. So I, I don't yeah. know what else to add to that. Jay, you got anything to say to that? No, no. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, my brother, man. So the Wizards definitely, uh, they, they, they got to figure some 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 stuff out this season. So, but Jay, that's all 30 teams, my brother, alphabetical order. Um, I know this episode went a little bit longer, but we wanted to bring the content. We wanted to bring a great, uh, great episode for you guys. Talk a little bit about the all-star game, uh, one positive, one negative for every team. We hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, Jay, you got any last words to say here before we sign off? Oh, brother, that, that was it. That was great. Um, yeah, check us out coming up in the, in the next couple of weeks. We got the going down the stretch for the rest of the season, man. So stay tuned. Yes, sir, man. Stay tuned. And like I just said, check us out, man. Make sure you check us out on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok. It's at Clutch Talk Pod. Again, that's at Clutch Talk Pod. Make sure you check us out, man. Show us some love. Uh, if you're on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. If you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, make sure you uh, leave us a five-star ranking, man. Leave us a little comment. And that's it, man. We out of here, y'all. Clutch Talk out. Peace.